0: Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, all the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back, cause if the bees there won't be a put back. Keep all that trash out of the paint cause some will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the Feet to Embiid. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feet to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. It has been a while since our last discussion. I believe it was, I want to say early June, when we last talked. It was a season recap with uh, the one and only Jason Blevins of the Painted Lines. And we are here to discuss a very interesting sixers off season. Um, just to recap, Elton Brand sort of got caught being a rookie GM. Overcommitted himself to one prospect, um, who was Matisse Thybul in the draft. Um, Danny Ainge um, threatened to take Thybul with the 20th pick if Brandon and trade him uh, his first second rounder, which he did. Um, and so the Sixers got Thybul, but they were they they were sort of uh, the 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 Celtics were able to steal Carson Edwards away from the Sixers. The Sixers then ended up uh, basically selling away all of their second-round picks—they did take Mariel, uh, Mariel Shayok, um, I believe, out of Iowa State. I, th- I believe that's the, that, thats where he went. Um, and so they ended up with really two rookies: Matisse Thibel and Mar- Mariel Shayok. Um, their their summer league squad uh, was was you know it was really a showcase for Zaire Smith, Matisse Thibel, um and you know a bunch of, uh, of of other young talents that they've been developing. One guy that, that they like a lot and I like too is Chris Kumaje or Chris um seven foot four center um, who who played his college basketball in in, in the beautiful state of Florida, um, and then also Norvell Pell who was who was in their G League team last year, and he he was very uh, impressive and sort of fitting, just a. a, a Athletic, long shot blocker who could play four or five and defend both positions. High energy guy. So they 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 let him. Uh, they they signed him to a two way deal and he'll be playing in in the G and for the for the for the the big league affiliate. Um, so that's exciting. But their free agency period was also very interesting. Um, they it, it was it was really a a question of do they run it back? Do they Go a different route. I think ultimately we all wanted to see them bring back Tobias Harris, bring back Jimmy Butler, and then re-sign JJ Redick. But very early on, it was obvious that wasn't how it was going to shape up. Um, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of you know uh, my, my, a guy that I work with, Brian Jacobs. He is very well connected with the team, and he basically called the free agency period shot for shot by the Six uh, for the Sixers. Um, and so he had documented early on that, that 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 the likelihood of Jimmy Butler coming back was not great. Um, and, it, you know, very early on in the free agency period, they traded him to Miami. It was a sign-and-trade for Josh Richardson, uh, a shooting guard who was, who was really their best player last year. They also uh, lost JJ in the first two minutes of free agency. He signed a two-year, I think, $26.5 million deal. With the New Orleans Pelicans, and so that right then and there, the sort of the, the dreams of running it back were dashed. However, soon after completing the trade for Richardson, they did bring in Al Horford, um, who they ripped him out of the, out of the hands of the Celtics, and they, they sort of solidified their 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 depth for the backup center position, while also making a a, comp, a, a competent move a power forward to get in to buy uh, to bring in Al Horford. They also uh, re-signed Tobias Harris to a five-year, 180 million dollar deal. He'll be staying with the Sixers, and um, you know, going forward, th- this is this isn't the look that that we thought they would have. You know, m- m- the names aren't as sexy as what well, as were the names uh, Embiid, Simmons, Butler, Harris, and Redick. It won't be as fun in terms of offensive, just you know, love watching it. But they're going to be a, a, a very tough defensive team. They're going to be. I think, one of the top four teams in the NBA all season long. And it's just going to be impossible to score on the Sixers. Ben Simmons is an all-NBA defensive player. Josh Richardson, if you know if he's on a contender, I think he gets more attention in terms of his ability to be that all-NBA defender because I think he's a, he's a, he's a very good wing defender. Horford's obviously a five-time All-Star. He's been a great defender in his career. He's, he's given Embiid fits. He stifled Giannis Antetokounmpo for the first two games of that second-round series before Antetokounmpo woke up and sort of took over. Um, And, you know, Embiid's obviously Embiid. So I think that that four of their five starters are all NBA-level talents on, on the defensive end. And then, you know, the offensive end... Richardson can, is a very nice three and D prospect with with some creative ability off the dribble. He can play a little bit of point guard. He's a he, he's a pretty he's a decent finisher. Um, but he's a, he's a really a good shooter. He that was his that was his um, marquee skill set on the offensive end. He reminds me a lot of a sort of a, a more skilled Covington in terms of that three and D ability, ability to to to, to sort of attack off off the dribble um, and finish, make plays for others, pass a little bit, although. If you make a handle on the pick and roll, it's, you're not going to be satisfied. It's, it's going to be very choppy and sort of uh, you know, n- n- ill-advised decisions. Um, but you know Ben, ben Simmons is going to be back as Ben Simmons. He also inked his five-year, $170 million contract extension on his rookie deal. So he'll be here for at least six more seasons because um, he still has his last year of the rookie deal plus the five years of the new contract. So he'll be here until he's at least... Uh, twenty nine, and you and you have you have Horford for four years, one hundred nine million. Um, Tobias for five years. So this this core is locked in for the next. Um, well, this the starting five is locked in for the, at least the next two seasons because Richardson has a, has as a, a team option that will expire after the twenty one season. And if all goes accordingly and he develops and he gets better and you know he he becomes a better player he's gonna opt out and look to get a a, a, a more financially uh, appealing deal what to be with the sixers or elsewhere so but with, other than that Simmons and horford Harris they're locked in for at least the next four years so that that's really refreshing to have that consistency and continuity not only for us as fans to get attached to but for the coaching staff to, to to build together and to mold and to get that chemistry going. Not have any questions about how the offseason is going to be. And now they can work on just every year refreshing that depth and adding additional depth. They sort of went for, for went for their, um, you know, to, to, to make us big splashes for their starters. And so they, they brought in some nice depth. They re upped Mike Scott. Thank God for the Mike Scott hive. Um, they brought in, uh, they, they re signed James Ennis. They signed Kyle O'Quinn, a center from it, um, who played for the Pacers this past season. Really nice signing. I like Kyle O'Quinn a lot. Um, he's going to give you more depth and more pl- more ability to play and competence at the center's position than you had with Bobon Marjanovic and Amir Johnson. So that's going to and Greg Monroe. So so that's a really nice pickup. He can give you 10 to 15 minutes a night off the bench and and not be a minus 25. Then you have, um, they brought in Raul Neto. Uh, TJ McConnell left. He signed, a two, I, think, I believe, a two-year, $7 million deal with the Pacers. So, you know, best of luck to TJ. He's, he's always been a fan favorite. Um, he'll fit the Pacers well because they're not, they're not a, a tremendous three-point shooting team. They like, to, they like to run. They like to defend. They like to sort of live in that mid-range area. Um, and that kind of bodes well for TJ, I think, and that's more of his skill set. And this, plus, the Sixers need they just need better spacing flat out, and he couldn't provide that at a, as a backup point guard. And so I like that. Uh, uh, so you know, Neto comes in from Utah. Uh, he wasn't getting a ton of playing time because he was injured, and they had um, you know, Mitchell and Rubio and the um, Dante Axum. So. They, you know, they, they they didn't really need Neto anymore, and that's fine. He can give you um, ten to fifteen minutes a night. It doesn't sound like it's a lot, but if you consider the fact that you know the start the Sixers' starting core of Simmons, Embiid, Horford, Harris, Richardson, really the only ones who need to the only one who can't play 34, 35 and then it's a game. Is Al Horford. So, you know you don't you don't need bench players who who who, who got to give you twenty minutes a game. You need bench players who can give you ten to fifteen minutes a game at the backup center and the backup point guard positions. And that's sort of what Neto and O'Quinn are. Now um, you you have your depth at the backup four and the backup three with with, with Ennis and Scott. That, that, that there's some stretchability in Mike Scott. And Ennis is more of a, if he makes it, then great. He's not a terrific three-point shooter, but if he makes it, great. He's more of that athletic, long three and D prospect. Uh, not not prospect, uh, but player with more D than three. Um, and then you have the, really a rookie, Zaire Smith, coming in and, and adding some depth. You have Matisse Theibel adding depth as a rookie. And, you know, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting for this season. I'm very um, intrigued and, and and excited where this team is and where I think they'll go. I am I, I'm tempering my expectations for, for not not in terms of you know the number of wins or there or where or how deep they can go in the playoffs, but am i am not expecting the sexy basketball of you know raining threes and 130 points a game? I'm I'm expecting more of this tough defense. That's gonna be long. Be able to switch, block shots, create turnovers, get out on transition, and be killer. There, they're not the Grizzlies because they don't. They have they have bit have way more talent than the Grizzlies of old did, but they sort of have that defensive first mentality. Um, and in defense was a, was a killer for the Sixers last year. It's why Embiid had to play thirty seven minutes a night a lot of the time. That's why he was not healthy for the playoffs because he because he was you know beat beat up, beat up and um, you know, he it was it was run down from the early part of the season, and then he 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 wasn't ready to go for the playoffs, and then you lost there because of that. So I think that you know they made it clear what their what what their um vision is. The Sixers and Elton Brand and Brett Brown and Josh Harris, the, 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 the future of this team had nothing to do with Jimmy Butler. It it was to see if you could maybe you know buy low on a perennial all-star guard and and Jimmy who wanted out of Minnesota anyway. Um, And you figure, well, you're not going to get any further with Sharich and, and, and and Covington. So you might've take a shot. See how it plays out. Obviously for whatever reason on or off the court, it didn't work out. It was a fun run with Jimmy. Um, And, you know, I, I, I know this sounds salty and maybe a bit unprofessional of me, but um, you know, he he was a bullshitter. He lied uh, to us, and I get it. It's it's just it's it's business. You gotta do best for you. You Gotta be happy. But he he for months he said I'm all about winning. I just want to win. And If I'm winning, and you know I'm happy with whatever. Um, well, that's not true. He wanted to go to the Miami Heat, and that's not a winning situation. That that that's a that's a 500, a slightly above 500 situation. You're a seven eight seed getting bounced in the first round for the next four years. If he wanted to be a, if he really was a winner, he would have signed with the Clippers, or the Lakers, or a team, or 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 the Sixers, obviously. <clears throat> so, you know, I I, and I don't, you know, I don't I don't mind that. Do what's best for you. Just don't lie and play this game like you're, you know, this, you're, you know, you're you're not the guy who who's been perceived to be what he is. Jimmy Butler wants to win. Wants to be the number one guy on a. Forty win team. That's what he wants. He wants to have all the clout. He wants to be the 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 man, and that's fine. But if you want to be the man, just don't say that. You know, I'm okay with whatever. I just want to win. Don't you don't have to say that. He's never asked you to say that. Just don't lie. That's all. So you know nothing against him. Um, you know, I, I I wish him happiness. I do not wish him success, because you know I'm not. It's not realistic. I, I you know I I hope he can. Find a way to get to the first round. That that's what I hope, um, and I, you know, I I don't think he's a, pl- a winning player is w- is what I think. I think every team he's been on, they, they don't get past the second round, um, and you know you can say that he carried the Sixers or whatever, sure, but he also didn't show up for half the season. He would play only the fourth quarter really, and you know Embiid was 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 not healthy and what what have you. I I'm personally, yeah. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, when you look at the Chris Paul contract in Houston or now in Oklahoma City because of the of, of that uh, blockbuster trade involving Russell Westbrook, at, at, the, at his age thirty-four season, Jimmy's going to be making forty-something million dollars, forty-seven million dollars. That problem. i given his. You know The way he's aged and the fact that he's been running to the ground by Tom Thibodeau over the course of his career, I don't see that being good for him. And I know that it's easy to say now because he's gone, but if you, if you separate the emotion from it, you realize that <clears throat> Jimmy Butler is a very, very, very good player to have on a two- to three-year deal. Once you get to four or five, you're asking for trouble in terms of financial flexibility and the future of your team. And so, if you ask me, I think the right move was to bring back Tobias Harris. He was an all-star level player for the Clippers last year before being traded to the Sixers. He averaged over 20 points a game. He was one of the league's best three-point shooters percentage-wise, I believe 49% on pull-up threes and 41% from spot-up threes, which is, by the way, which is a better percentage than Steph Curry, who is the greatest shooter of all time. So I think with more touches, Harris can become that star-level player that they need him to be. If the Sixers are running all the the East, by the All-Star break, I think he'll be an All-Star. I think that they'll have three All-Stars that they're up to snuff in terms of their performance. But you know, the, the Sixers team is going to be a, a, a gritty defensive team It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to lock you down, um, make it hard for you. You're going to have to get through Ben Simmons and Josh Peterson and, and Bede and, and Al Horford. And it's they're going to turn you over. They have to turn you over. Um Especially if Ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot, but I think I think most signs point to him probably having an improved jump shot. But we'll we'll see. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna turn you over. They're gonna make you. They're gonna exhaust you on the defensive end, and they're gonna switch and they're gonna make matchups hard to come by, and they're gonna push it and try to you know get get their points in transition. That's gonna be the Sixers' mo this season, and I think that what this what this did this offseason did was. It was Brett Brown's first off season of, of immense progress. JJ Redick was a nice signing the last two seasons, but this is their first off season where it's like, okay, this team is ready to go. This team has the tools needed to win, and this roster, as it as it was, Al Horford, um, um, Tobias Harris, the, those core re-signees. That is Brett Brown's choice. That's him picking his roster. Now it's on him. Brett Brown has to get this team past the second round. they got to get to the conference finals. They probably have to get to the NBA finals for him to really be comfortable in his job in the future. Um, Obviously, the the NBA has shifted. Anthony Davis is now a Laker. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, uh, Paul George are now Clippers. And so the the West is going to be tough. But the East, really, it's going to be a battle between the Sixers and Milwaukee. I don't care what anybody else says that it's it, it it's those two teams. It, there's no one else that's 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 remotely close to them, um, and so that's what it comes down to. The the one thing that does concern me about the Sixers are the two things, and then you know we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, number one is there with with Kyle Korver signing with the the Milwaukee Bucks today. There is really no sniper left on the market to go get. They will they lost Reddick, um, Danny Green's gone. West Matthews is the clo- is, I guess considered a sniper, even though he's not a great shooter. Um, and now Kyle Korver is gone, so there's no snipers left. And the Sixers have a bunch of guys who careers are, are 35, 36, 37 range on on three, on three point percentage. Um, you know, last year a lot of them had good years. Tobias Harris was sensational last year saw was sensational last year but there's not one guy who you can pinpoint as a sniper and say this guy is gonna be the team's uh you know deep ball shooter and so that's a concern and you know they're, they're, they're gonna be cold nights from 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 distance um you know who do you go to for that for that three in crunch time um how do you space the floor if if, if Simmons is not the shooter that, that he needs to be? coming in. Um, That's a concern. And my other concern on the offensive end is, um, with Jimmy Butler gone, and you replacing him with Al Horford, who by the way, I think, I I don't think necessarily it's, I think it's, I I view this offseason as, there's not, there's more than one way to improve your team. And while Butler's a loss, they went in a different direction, and I think improved in other ways. Their defense is better they have depth for Embiid. They don't. Have, they can now rest Embiid more. Um, they 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 added depth in in terms of their bench. They re re-up Tobias Harris, and so I think that they've improved in dramatic ways. Where now they have no holes at defense. That they, they don't. They don't. You don't, don't have to be terrified of putting in guys for five minutes and watching the league go from ten to to be to being down three. Um, you don't. You know. But you you risk not having that that go-to guy down the stretch, and you risk not having your sniper. But down the stretch, who is your go-to guy? Tobias Harris? I don't know. Embiid? He hasn't proven it yet. Horford is, you know, you you could go to a post play with him or maybe a pick-and-pop play, but he isn't the guy you're going to go through in isolation and say, go win us a basketball game. Josh Richardson? I, I don't think so. So who is, who is that guy? I think right now it, 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 it's got to be Tobias Harris, and I'm not comfortable with that. With time, it'll be proven to me that I, that I can be comfortable with that. But right now, I'm not so sure. So those are my only concerns about the team. Defensively, I'm not worried at all. Um, I think right now, with a summer together, the developing and mentoring and improvement, I think the Sixers are on pace probably, if all goes right, to be 58-59 win team maybe a a, a standard error of like six. So that means I'm thinking somewhere in between, you know, if, if, if I, if, if it's under, if it, if, you know, anywhere from 52 to 64 is what I think they can do. Um, I think 52 would be just the worst case scenario and it would be a massive underachievement. And I think 64 would be damn, they really came out and they showed people what they can be and they're ready to go. But I think right now 58 is sort of probably where they stand. And I think Embiid's probably looking at 27, 26 points a game, 12 to 13 rebounds. Because if you think about it, with the size that Horford has and Ben Simmons taking a step up, um, an added size, they're not going to be as many rebounds for Embiid. There's not going to be as much playing time for Embiid because you want to rest him as much as you possibly can for the playoffs. So I think he'll be a 27, and a, a 26, 27 guy. With 11, 12 rebounds. I think Ben Simmons probably pushes 20 points a game with eight assists and like eight, six, seven or eight rebounds. I think um, Horford is going to be a, a a 15 and seven guy. Harris, I think, is a, a 20 point per game scorer. I think Richardson is probably going to average 17 points a game. So you're looking at 26 and 20, 46, um, 61, um, 81. Um, 98 points out of, your, out of your starters and the bench supplies the rest I, I think that's perfectly doable I really do and so again while it's not going to be sexy they're going to put up numbers they're going to win a lot of games and they're going to win a lot of games because of their defense and in the end I project them as being a, a, a one or two seed in the East and um, you know, p- pushing the bucks for, for, for the chance to represent the East in the finals and it's really a two team race and it's those two teams and if and if things go poorly I think the coach is gonna be the one to get the out and I think that that's fair and probably the right way to go because there's no way this team should come up any shorter than the conference finals and that and that's I think very reasonable um, to expect and I think as of now the plan might be to bring in a guy like Tavo cephalosha uh, to add that three-point. Shooting ability and that, that 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 defensive depth at the wing spots again, and at the trade deadline when or when they're when the buyout market really becomes active, I think the Sixers could strike again there and add a guy who's a shooter um, and see what they but really just see what they have so far. See what Matisse Thybulle is. See what Zaire Smith is. See what they have in terms of shooting with Richardson and Harris and and, and Simmons. Um, but I think right now they're in a really good spot. And I, I was—I want to say this. Perception, how you perceive the team or how, your last memory of the team is not the right way to go about this. Do some research. Dig into some stats. Um, and, if, and if you do that, you'll realize that the Sixers didn't take a step back. They took a lateral movement or a step forward. Um, I believe that they're going to be uh, an upper fifty win team, low sixty win team, and I think that they're going to be representing the East in the, in the finals. I really do because if you think about it, Giannis has to get through Horford, Simmons, Embiid. That's going to be exhausting for him to do, and he struggled with Horford for two games. How's he going to figure out Horford, Simmons, Embiid in, in in a seven game series? So I don't say it. And then from there, we we see where life goes. We will see where this season, you know, we we'll see where the, where they are. Heading to that matchup in the finals if they get there, which I believe they will. As I said, uh, but for right now, it's all good. Enjoy your your week and 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 you know the, the coming days of the off season. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Feed to Embiid. As always, thank you for listening. Do um, you like shotgunning beer? If you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. There's also a tab puller, a vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code King Cobra 10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The Feed 2MB and its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without our information is prohibited. Copyright the Feed 2MB 2019. As always, thank you for listening to the Feed 2MB. Enjoy the summer, and we'll be back with more. Feed to Embiid very soon.